You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual on this podcast. We'll start off today talking a little bit about the watch list season that's going on for BYU football. Of course, it's happening all over the country, but a number of Cougars have been named to respective watch lists. We'll run those names down, including talking about one who's been notably left off of a watch list that could be added later on. Also need to get to some BYU basketball news and notes. TJ Hawes signing his first professional contract overseas. Philip Petrusev leaving Gonzaga, the reigning WCC player of the year. How does that affect BYU basketball's chances to dethrone Gonzaga this year? We'll examine that and also catch you up on our player countdown series. The best Cougar to have worn the number 43 is who we'll talk about on today's podcast. It's all brought to you today by our good friends over at rockauto.com, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of these great companies later on in the show. All right, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 22nd, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for The Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, my day job. A big thank you once again for joining us on your daily podcast, Focus on the BYU Cougars. Reminder for you guys that this podcast, if you're new to the show, well, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each day, as well as sharing insider information that you will not find anywhere else with you guys and the goal is to do it every day. So join us. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button so that way you never miss an episode. And thank you. Thank you for downloading the show and checking us out. All right, kicking off today's show, let's start off with the watching the watch list season. Obviously, this time of year, you see a number of college football award watch lists come out. And BYU has players named to those watch lists, just like many of the programs around the country. Uh, catching guys up on the watch list, we talked last week a little bit about Lopini Katoa and his addition to the Doak Walker Award watch list. But late last week, Matt Bushman was named unsurprisingly to the John Mackey Award watch list. It's the third straight year that he's been named as a watch list uh, honoree for the John Mackey Award. Of course, Bushman has led BYU in receiving each of his three seasons so far in a BYU uniform, looking to reprise that role this coming fall. We'll see if he's able to accomplish that, but Honey Hands himself is the nickname that a lot of his teammates have given him. Matt Bushman, he's got a lot riding for him, and we'll see what happens this coming season. Here's hoping that we have a season, obviously. Uh, we'll get to our player countdown series here in a little bit and talk about the 43rd best, or the best player to wear number 43, not the 43rd best player, the best player to wear number 43 in BYU history. We'll get to that uh, as we are counting you down to the college football season. But I, I like the fact that Matt Bushman made this made the John Mackey Award watch list. Kyrus Tonga was named to both the Outland Trophy as well as Bronco Nagurski Award watch list. The Outland Trophy is, na- is in honor of the best interior lineman Mainly offensive linemen, but defensive linemen are involved with this. A former Desert Hills High School star down there in southern Utah, Panay Sewell, up there at Oregon, actually won the award last year as a sophomore. Heavy favorite to win it again this year, barring him not being healthy, etc. But 
I look at it, it's good to see a guy like Kyrus Tonga getting recognized for his efforts. He, like Bushman, decided to forego going to the NFL this past season, decided to come back and give it another run with the Cougars. Here's hoping they get rewarded for their patience in chasing the professional football future that they all kind of dream of having. But I look at this, and I think Kyrus Tonga, well-deserving to be on both the Outland Trophy as well as the Bronco Nagurski Award watch list. Uh, Bronco Nagurski Award recognizes the best defensive player in the country. It's essentially like the defensive Heisman in a way. And then finally, one other note for you guys, James Empey, who has started every game at center in his first two seasons for BYU. That is 26 in all. Uh, He has been named to the Outland Trophy Award watch list. He is rated as the college football's number 10 returning offensive lineman in 2020 by Pro Football Focus. But there's one name I have not mentioned here, and it's actually quite quite stunning. That's that Brady Christensen got snubbed by the Outland Trophy Award watch list. I think James Empey is a fantastic player and is going to have an NFL future and is in, down the line whenever he decides to enter the NFL draft, whether it's after this upcoming season or after his senior season. Kyrus Tonga is going to be in the NFL this time next year, obviously gearing up for training camp. But the guy I think that has maybe higher a higher ceiling as a pro is Brady Christensen, and he's not on this Outland, Outland Award tro- Excuse me. Outland Trophy Award watch list. Get the words out of your mouth, Hatch. My goodness. Sorry about that. But I, I I look at it, and I feel like it's a big-time snub, obviously. And Eric Mateos, BYU's offensive line coach, noticed that. He tweeted out and tweeted at the Outland Trophy Award watch list Twitter feed saying, hey, I'll send in film if I have to, but there's not uh, 10. He said not, there's not 10 better offensive tackles, let alone 30 than Brady Christensen, and I agree with him. Brady Christensen is, and he actually responded to Coach Mateos's tweet saying, Coach, I've been overlooked my entire life, and I appreciate you sticking up for me. I look at it, and I think that Brady Christensen should take this to heart and say, you know what? If they don't believe in me, that's all the more reason to go out and prove them wrong. I'm convinced that Brady Christensen is going to be one of the great stories to come out of BYU in recent memory. I remember when he signed with BYU, it seemed like he was a late addition to BYU's recruiting class, seemingly to fill a scholarship after they had some other guys uh, fall through before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He came home, and during his time after getting home, I kept hearing, hey, there's this guy named Brady Christensen who could actually end up being the starting left tackle for BYU, and I'm sitting there thinking... Brady Christensen, you seen him the kid from Bountiful High School? He's tall, yeah, 6'5", 250 coming out of high school. He's going to be the starting left tackle for BYU. And I have never been more pleased than to say that Brady Christensen has just blown me away with his ability on the football field. He's got nimble, quick feet for a left tackle. He's getting better in his run blocking, which is obviously a concern, but his pass blocking sets are near elite status. I'm telling you guys... I like James Empey. I think he's an NFL player. Kyrus Tonga obviously is going to be an NFL guy, but I do believe that Brady Christensen has a higher ceiling than both of those players in the pro ranks because he plays tackle. He has the ability to be a tackle at the next level, and I think he's got the ability to be a starting caliber tackle at the next level. I know that I'm not necessarily a pro pro scout, but I just look at what Brady Christensen's able to do, and I think he's got the ability to be a difference maker at the NFL level. And it's just sad that he's not on the current uh, Outland Trophy Award watch list. There will be additions to this list down the road, and I'm pretty much going to guarantee that you'll see Brady Christensen's name pop up as an addition to this watch list. And I guarantee that Eric Mateos has probably been working the phones, getting in touch with the people at the Outland Award, Tro- Outland Award Trophy 
Outland Trophy Award. My goodness, I am struggling with this, folks. I apologize. But he, he will be calling them and getting in touch, obviously, to uh, lobby for his guy. And I would expect you're going to see Brady Christensen added to that watch list at some point. So we'll keep tracking these for you guys. Any other Cougars that were added to this, we'll talk about it right here on the podcast. It is watching the watch list season right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, well, we will switch gears here in just a second. Need to talk a little BYU basketball. Two big news stories coming out from this week involving the BYU men's basketball program. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I need to take a minute today once again and talk to you guys about our good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is your online marketplace for everything you need for your car, truck, or SUV. And I mean that sincerely. You can go to rockauto.com, search out any part, any manufacturer, you can search by price to make sure you get the right thing for your car. Whether you need new carpet, a new tail light, you need to replace the carburetor. I don't know what you need to do for your vehicle. Uh, recently on my car, I actually had to replace a door handle. Well, guess what? RockAuto.com had the right fix for me. They had the right part. And the best part, it is shipped directly to your door by our good friends at RockAuto.com, guys. This company is absolutely incredible. 20 years old. They're not a fly-by-night organization. They've been online serving auto parts customers for the entirety of their company's life, and they are the best of the best. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. You can check them out at rockauto.com. Make sure, though, when you stop by, there's always a how did you hear about us box. Fill in locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. That way they know that we sent you when you stop by rockauto.com. I'm telling you guys, you will not be disappointed. The prices are absolutely phenomenal. You can't get the, a, a worse price than anybody else on rockauto.com. They treat everybody the same, whether you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer. Save yourself some money right now for your car, truck, or SUV. You get all the parts you guys will ever need. Have it shipped directly to your door, and you can do so with our good friends over at rockauto.com. Let's talk some BYU basketball here for a moment, guys. Let's start off with the good news, and that is that BYU senior TJ Hawes, or I guess I should say recently graduated BYU senior TJ Hawes, has reportedly signed a pro contract with a Polish club called Treffel Sopot. And I probably butchered the pronunciation of that club's name. But a big congratulations first off to TJ Hawes and beginning his professional basketball journey in Poland. His older brother Tyler did play in Poland about four years ago. There was some confusion this morning on social media about if it was Tyler or TJ who had signed the contract with our good friends over at Treffel Sopot. But looking forward to seeing what TJ can do in the international game. I think what he what he showed at BYU, the ability to hit tough jumpers, whether it's from the three-point line, the game winners he had against Houston, as well as was it St. Mary's? Yeah, it was St. Mary's. Those game winners, they will serve him well because he has all of the confidence. He has that unlimited confidence, I feel like, on the basketball court that can both be a blessing and a curse. If you can channel it in the right way, it can work out extremely well for you. You channel it the wrong way and let it consume you, well, guess what? It's going to be a problem. And I think TJ Hawes figured it out during his time at BYU, and he absolutely is prepared to play in the pro game. I know that his frame is so slight that you worry about him getting injured, but he was Mr. Reliable throughout his career at BYU for the most part. Very rarely was missing game action and just seemed to be one of those guys who always answered the bell for BYU basketball. And looking forward to seeing how he does over there in Poland. Uh, I get why he would be making the move now because he's not going to make the NFL. A guy like Yoli Childs, and I saw some video from him yesterday shooting corner threes, 
Yoli has the requisite size, the athleticism, and the bona fide skill set to say, you know what, I have an opportunity that I can make the NBA. TJ Hawes, I'm not going to say that he can't make it one day, but he's going to have to kind of grind his way through Europe to make it to the top level, probably via EuroLeague into the NBA. Do I think he ultimately makes it to that level? I don't know. I I can't put a cap on what I think TJ Hawes is going to do in his career. But the biggest news is, is his professional career begins now. He's drawing a paycheck, playing the game he loves. He's played it his entire life. And there's no reason to quit as soon as you leave college. There's There's an opportunity for money to be made if you're willing to move. Obviously, he just had his child during the season. And big congratulations to him in that regard. I would imagine that his wife and, uh, and child are going to be moving overseas with him and looking forward to seeing how he does over there in Poland. We'll be tracking this for you guys going forward. I think some other guys to keep an eye on in terms of professional contracts overseas, I think Jake Toulson obviously will pr- pursue every avenue to play in the NBA that he possibly can. I think he ultimately ends up overseas, and we'll see if other guys, maybe like Zach Selyus gets an opportunity somewhere. But I think the biggest name to keep an eye on is how uh, the Yoli Child story develops as a professional prospect, particularly in the NBA. There are some scouts who absolutely love him, some prognosticators and media folks that love him, but other ones have essentially written him off saying he's too old, he played four years in college, it's just not worth it to take it, take the chance on him. I think that Yoli Childs is going to be in the NBA next year, probably on one of those two-way contracts that's been added recently where you play mainly with the G League program, but you can be called up to play with the NBA team at any time. And I think it'd be a fantastic way for Yoli Childs to continue to continue developing his skill set at the NBA level. And I, I'm I'm happy for guys like TJ Hawes. It's cool to see guys get opportunities overseas. Elijah Bryant playing for Maccabee uh, there in Israel as well, playing in the EuroLeague. Jimmer Fredette on the hunt once again. It sounds like he, he, could, he could be headed to Spain. Uh, Brandon Davies, the former star BYU big man, uh, re-signed with FC Barcelona, so he'll be staying in the, in the Spanish League. A lot of BYU flavor overseas in Europe, and looking forward to seeing what these guys can do and leave a little bit of a mark, hopefully, in a legacy that can help BYU basketball down the road a little bit. Now, another name that involves Europe is Philip Petrusev, obviously the reigning WCC Player of the Year. You can argue that I thought Yuli Childs deserved the award. I had a very long rant about that. You guys can go back and find that podcast from March or somewhere in there, but... I look at it, and Filip Petrusev reportedly is going to head home to play for his hometown club in Serbia. He's going to keep his name in the NBA draft process until the at least the withdrawal deadline in early October. I would be surprised if he were to get drafted in the NBA this year, so he'll probably play overseas in Serbia, like I said, for the time being. But the biggest question mark is, does this open a crack in the door for Mark Pope and the BYU men's basketball program to maybe make a run at the WCC title. To be frank, I don't expect them to do it this year. Uh, And it'd be great to see them do it, but I look at Gonzaga and losing the WCC player of the year, the funny thing is, They've got plenty of talent even without Philip Petrusev on the court for the Zags. Mark Few has just done a marvelous, 
marvelous job with the Gonzaga roster. Uh, Drew Timmy and Corey Kispert are going to be kind of the forwards who lead the Zags this coming f- fall. That's what the expectation is. Uh, goal guards Joel Ayayi and Jalen Suggs, who is actually a five-star prospect, considered to be a one-and-done guy coming to Gonzaga. And then Umar Balo. I hope I got that name right. It might be Bio, but he is expected to start at center to replace Philip Petrusev. And man, you just look at that lineup and you're like, yeah, you lost Philip Petrusev, the reigning WCC player of the year, but you've got two other forwards on there who have all WCC caliber game. So it's just unfair that the riches that Mark Few has put together up there in Spokane, but you got to tip your cap to him. He's done a marvelous job recruiting, putting rosters together and We'll see what happens. I think that BYU's done a great job in their own right. I think Mark Pope is building this roster in his own image. He likes what he's got, obviously. He said that ex- multiple times since putting this roster together. And I look forward to seeing what BYU can do. But to be honest with you guys, yeah, losing Philip Petrusev hurts Gonzaga, but it's hardly the crippling blow that you'd like it to be for BYU to have a chance to really jump up and uh, make a run at the WCC title. Do I think that BYU can make that run at some point and become one of the preeminent powers, if not the preeminent power in the West Coast Conference? You'd like to think so, but I think a lot of BYU fans thought that, that was going to happen within a year or two of BYU joining the WCC, and guess how well that's gone so far. So a lot of unanswered questions to be sure, but hey, losing a guy like Philip Petrusev is obviously going to hurt the depth of the bare minimum for Gonzaga, but when you're the WCC reigning player of the year, the reigning WCC player of the year, obviously you're going to be losing some talent there for Gonzaga, but man, the roster up there in Spokane, minutes are hard to come by for some of these top prospects, and it looks like BYU will still have their work cut out for them, even without Petrusev suiting up for Gonzaga up there in the kennel or wherever else in the West Coast Conference. So there you go. Two things. A big congratulations to TJ Hawes and best of luck to Mark Pope in the BYU men's basketball program. There is one loss there for Gonzaga. Can BYU make it up and maybe catch up to the Gonzaga to the Gonzaga Bulldogs? We'll find out. I, I'm not convinced that BYU's at that level quite yet because Gonzaga is a bona fide top 10 team each year. You'd like to see BYU get to that level at some point, but will they get there? That's the big question. I think that they can be a top 25 caliber program. That'd be a great accomplishment. But when you have a program the caliber of a Gonzaga where if they're outside the top five a lot of the times they're disappointed anymore, it's tough to compete. But I'd like to see Mark Pope and his staff uh, make a run at this along with their team this coming fall and see what happens. It'll be interesting to track, and we'll have that all covered for you right here on the podcast. All right, we will wrap things up here in just a second. Catch you up on the best Cougar to warn the number 43 in just a moment. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today once again and talk to you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. All Guard Pest Control is a local company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody with pest control needs up and down the Wasatch Front, even out into the Tooele and Wasatch Valleys, those counties. If you need their services, they are happy to come out and make sure you guys are taken care of. I love what All Guard Pest Control does. They take care of my home, and I can tell you this much. 
I have never been more satisfied with a pest control company than I am with our good friends at Allgard Pest Control. What I love about this company is Seth, the owner, and his team are never going to knock on your door and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bugs? They don't believe in going door-to-door and bugging people for pest control services. They do, however, offer two unique service plans that you can pick from whenever you sign up with our good friends at Allgard Pest Control. Uh, You can do a three-month program or a quarterly program, excuse me, where they come out once every three months to make sure that barrier around your home is up at all times, keeping the creepy crawly things on the outside and you and your family and your pets and whatever else on the inside safe and sound. Also, if you just have a one-time need, you notice something you need taken care of the one time, it should be abated. Well, they'll come out and take care of you the one time, but they're not going to require you to sign a contract that locks you in for more follow-up visits. I love the straightforward nature of our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. Their online reviews reflect that. Fans and customers love them. They do a great job. They will make sure that you are 100% satisfied just like I am. Give them a call anytime you need pest control services. Call them at 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Let them know that Lockdown Cougar sent you when you stop by and Seth and his team will make sure that they treat you like family. And the best part about it also is Amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, they are taking the utmost precautions. Seth and his team are wearing masks, gloves. They want to make sure that you are comfortable whenever you're getting your home treated. So whatever you need, they will take care of it for you guys. Check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com if you want to learn more. And once again, the phone number for our good friends at AllGuard is 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or check out our good friends at AllGuard Pest Control online at allguardpestcontrols.com. Com. As we wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show, wanted to run down the best Cougars to have worn at the respective numbers. Each day we've been doing this. We're talking today about the number 43 in BYU history. Some fantastic finalists in this group. It went across BYU football and men's basketball. Let's run down the finalists for finalist list for you guys. We'll start off uh, BYU defensive back Bill Shuplin, uh, a great player for BYU in the Lavelle Edwards area. A great name to boot and I, I just think he's a guy that's a little bit overlooked in all of this. Also, former BYU running back Eddie Stinnett had a great run in the mid-80s with the Cougars. Actually, I guess early 80s, 1982 to 1983. If you recall, Eddie was actually the guy that threw that halfback pass that barely got over the defender's hand and into the hands of Steve Young for that touchdown in the Holiday Bowl, which they won. Uh, so he gets on this list here. David Nixon, a former BYU linebacker under Bronco Mendenhall on the list, as well as former BYU forward slash center Bruce Burton, who played back in the 60s, was a great player, averaged 17 points as, as a senior for the BYU men's basketball program, part of that great run in the 60s and 70s for BYU basketball. As expected, David Nixon running away with the voting here. Just over 80% of the vote going in favor of him. Bill Shipflin uh, coming in with 9.6% of the vote. Eddie Stinnett, 7.7%. And Bruce Burton bringing up the rear with 1.9%. And I have a hard time disagreeing that with David Nixon's not the best Cougar to have worn this number. Nixon, a lot of people I don't think realize how high level of an athlete or prospect he was when he came to BYU. He had offers all from all over the country. A guy that actually grew up in the shadow of Texas A&M, 
I think he's talked about this in the past. That actually, A and M might have been the biggest suitor uh, outside of BYU for his signature when it came to his national letter of intent. As a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, he decided, you know what, BYU is where I want to be. Served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in Quito, Ecuador, and then came home and just had an absolutely marvelous career in a BYU uniform. Was an All MWC performer, tallied I think forty three tackles for loss during his career at as a Cougar just was a standout player for BYU. And uh, I think right now, more famously is actually, he's now the brother-in-law of BYU, former BYU quarterback and current new Orleans saints quarterback, Taysom Hill, Emily Nixon is David's younger sister who married Taysom. Uh, she's pregnant, expecting to have her kid here in the next little bit. So big congratulations to the Hill family on the imp- impending arrival of their first child. But David Nixon, I think a pretty easy selection today is the best Cougar to have worn the number 43. There was part of me that wanted to give it to Eddie Stinnett because of that halfback pass that was just marvelous. You couldn't have thrown that pass any better to get it just over the fingertips of the Missouri defender into the hands of Steve Young who rumbles into the end zone and does one of those crazy dances. A fun story about that, by the way. My father, my dad uh, grew up a BYU fan. They actually went to, I think, most, if not all, of the first run of Holiday Bowls that BYU played in. You can think of all the years they did it. Uh, my dad and his father and his brother would actually pile into the car. They'd pick up uh, my dad's uncle on their way through St. George, drive down to San Diego, play some golf, go to the game, and then drive home. They'd make it a golf trip, make it a lot of fun. And the funny thing is my dad actually was sitting in the corner of the end zone that Steve Young ran into that night celebrating. He said he's never been more excited, and he's never just laughed so hard at a person dancing like Steve Young did. But, hey, a great moment in BYU football history, but I just couldn't overlook what David Nixon did in his overall run as a BYU Cougar in favor of Eddie Stinnett. So Eddie Stinnett probably is my second pick here. And that's nothing against a guy like Bill Shipflin or also uh, Bruce Burton. I think both of them great players during their respective eras for BYU football and basketball respectively. But David Nixon today, an easy choice I feel like is the best Cougar to have worn the number 43. And I, a guy that we need to have on the podcast, actually. He's still working here locally in commercial real estate. Works for BYU TV on their countdown to kickoff, as well as the after further review shows on BYU TV. Has a great thing going, both in the media and in his professional life. So at some point, we'll get him on the podcast here to talk about that and also get some thoughts on the Cougars from him as well. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. Please follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us at Locked On Cougars. Make sure to follow along for all the latest when it comes to BYU sports, as well as the latest when it comes to the podcast as well. If you want to follow me on my personal Twitter feeds, if you so desire, you can check me out there at Locked On, excuse me, not, not at Locked On Cougars. We already talked about that. At Jacob C. Hatch, excuse me. And if you'd like to weigh in via email anytime, the email address for this podcast is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. Hope you guys are all staying safe, being smart, wear those masks if at all possible. And a big thank you once again for your continued support of this show. We'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 22nd, 2020, and we will catch you tomorrow.